For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. I've heard some couples actually say we never fight, and that may sound like a, a great thing. I'm not so sure, though. I'm John Fuller, joined by my Focus colleagues Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, what's your sense when you hear a statement of we never fight? Well, I think it's important to define what do they consider a fight? Is it that they never disagree or that they never see something from a different perspective? It may be that they really have honed in on their skills as far as how we manage conflict and that it doesn't feel like a fight or they don't define it as a fight. But I'm I'm always very curious when I hear that because <laughs> I think, hmm, I don't know that two different people living in the same home, dealing with stressors on a daily basis, both in their relationship and externally, don't have moments where they don't see it the same way. Yeah, And so they must be really good at managing it. Great. And I know we, we taped a podcast recently where someone asked the question, we have this unicorn marriage and we're embarrassed because we go to groups and other couples are struggling and we're not. And how do we handle that? And I say, great. People need to see good examples of couples that are thriving or couples that are managing conflict well. So share that. Share your secret. How do you manage conflict well? Share that with other couples. Hmm. Well, that's aspirational. And if for the rest of us who do have <laughs> conflict, uh, we're going to turn now to a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly had with Dr. Randy Schrader who talked about how conflict actually can benefit your marriage. Randy, let me ask this question, too. Um, so often with the Christian context, you know, two committed people, we will evaluate the fact that we don't disagree much or we don't ever argue as a spiritual virtue. And I would think in a counseling environment, as a counselor, that's admirable, but then you start asking yourself, how deep is this going? Because if they can live at that level, they're obviously not occasionally bumping into each other emotionally, which means they may not be interacting as deeply as they should. So speak to that or maybe even give an illustration where the couple is saying, you know what, is Christian. And we, we get that kind of response here when we have a guest on who says, you know, our marriage was rocky. Well, if you're a Christian and you're in your marriage, you shouldn't have rocky and we've never argued. I mean, I can remember getting some of that correspondence here at Focus, and I thought, wow, that marriage might be in as much trouble as the other one. They just don't know it. Exactly. You said it uh, excellently, and they're not emotionally close. 
you know, we're going to have hurts and disappointments. You know, it, it maybe we're not getting enough hugs from our spouses, or maybe uh, we want uh, more conversation. They're not giving us enough conversation. Uh, for, again, 25 years, I was a seminary professor. I remember a seminarian in my class, we were going to talk about, uh, you know, how do you handle those hurts and disappointments, and he raised his hand. You know, again, married 25 years, and he said, Dr. Schrader, he said, my wife and I have never had a disagreement. And, and, you know, I wasn't going to embarrass him in front of the whole class. I just said, well, that's nice. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> but See you after class. I, I felt sad because he does not have a close relationship. Uh, we, we can respect each other's differing opinions, differing viewpoints. We can respect each other when they, with it, our spouses share a hurt with us. But that keeps us close to do that talking together about what we can do to make it better. And I, I think it's it's kind of when you have that a healthy intensity in the relationship it's actually good it's what god intends i mean yes. we are two imperfect people but you should be colliding here and there well, and working that out healthy and, in a healthy context and, and i would say the colliding put in quotes is respectful yes. you know yeah you want to you want to be respectful disagree yes disrespect no. Let me also ask you, um, some will be familiar with this rule, but remind us uh, the I messages. You've mentioned that a few times. I observed. I. What are the I messages versus the, the you messages? Well, and that, that's kind of it that speak the truth in love. You yeah. know, when, when I see you do this or when I hear you say that, you know, I feel uh, hurt or disappointed. And we should never – we need to – uh, never begin with you unless we're going to praise our spouse. Mm-hmm. If we're going to say, you're a wonderful Christian wife or you're a wonderful Christian husband, uh, we want to avoid you. Use attacking. That's a three-letter word to forget. The word but, uh, forget that one. And why also is attacking. Greg, what Randy said there about being careful with our words is so critical, and I fail so often on this. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple, I'm sure, who feel like they always end up in the argument. Um, they're just trying to have a conversation, and it goes to the argument. So uh, offer some guidelines for how to avoid the the everyday common blow-up. Yeah, and let's normalize this. Th- this happens with everyone, Aaron and I do this we get our buttons pushed as we try to talk through whatever issue or we had a bad interaction our buttons get triggered our emotional buttons and then we start to react and all of a sudden that creates a cycle that we call the reactive cycle and what's cool is go to reactivecycle.com so we'll put that link in the show notes and you and your spouse can now take this online digitally and it'll give you a printout of exactly what does this cycle look like within your own marriage what are your buttons what are her buttons what are your reactions her it's it's a beautiful way to begin just to get super clear on this is what happens to us every time that we have one of those interactions that just don't go well Mm -hmm. it's the reactive cycle that that happens and that's what's changed our marriage is you know, many things, but this in particular has really helped us manage conflict very differently. So it, it it's it's a great tool. The other thing, John, that I've learned about just you know how do we receive feedback without reacting to our spouse? I think honestly, one of the greatest things that God has taught me is that Aaron is not my source of truth. Mm-hmm. In what I 
did for many, many years is whatever Erin felt, whatever she thought, her her opinion about me, whatever, she would share that. And I would automatically in my mind think that that was truth. So that's why I was arguing, debating, fighting, pushing back, because I didn't want that stuff that she was sharing to be true about me. What I realized is that in those moments, I was allowing her to be the source of truth in my life. That wasn't what she was trying to do. She was trying to give me feedback. But I was making it truth. God is our source of truth. So what I've learned to do is that when Aaron is sharing feedback, when she's sharing, even in an unhealthy way. Mm. So let's say that she's reacting, going, you did this, and it made me feel this. What I've learned to do is to, in my mind, as she's sharing something that she's wanting me to hear, I'm also praying those very words to the Lord going, I will trust that you will give me clarity on what's true about what she's saying. Mm. It Because it's very possible that what Aaron is sharing about how she feels or what she thinks is is clearly her own issues. And then I'll let that be between her and the Lord. But I don't want to dismiss that information or marginalize what she's sharing because I don't want that to be true. Mm-hmm. So so honestly, John, it has given me such freedom because in my mind I'm going, that's right. Aaron is sharing her experience, her feelings, her thoughts. It may be true, but it may not. But God will give me good peace based on what his truth is. And I'm telling you, I have done that now for years and years and years, and it it just helps me from having to react to her. Now, I still react to her, and I am human. I get caught up in giving her the power to decide what's true about mm-hmm. me. I still do that. But I know to get back to, wait a minute, that's true. I haven't prayed this to the Lord. So try that. The next time your spouse is sharing something and you find yourself wanting to defend and react and to debate and marginalize what they're saying, just stop and go, okay, what, what, what is it you're really trying to say to me? Because I want to pray about that. And I'm going to let God bring me to that place of conviction based on his truth about who I am. Yeah. I'm just telling you, he's faithful in that. He is. And uh, boy, we've heard some good content here to help you kind of avoid the ditches of conflict. And uh, we want to encourage you to follow up by going to that website that Greg mentioned. We'll link over to that uh, Reactive Cycle website. And then Uh, If you can, please make a donation to Focus on the Family today, and we'll send Dr. Randy Schrader's great book about managing conflict and uh, so many other helpful aspects of having a healthy marriage. His book is called Simple Habits for Marital Happiness, and we'll send a copy to you when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. And uh, you can donate on the phone, 800-A-FAMILY, or we've got the link in the show notes. More with Dr. Randy next time on Dealing with Disagreements. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. If the fights with your spouse have become unbearable, if you feel like you can't take it anymore, there's still hope. Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped thousands of couples like yours. Our biblically-based counseling will help you find the root of your problems and face them together. Call us at 1-866-875-2915. We'll talk with you, pray with you, and help you find out which program will work best. That's 1-866-875-2915.